Hello, thank you for joining LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing, APACN. I'm your host, Amy Stewart, Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for APACN. I'm here today with Jesse McGill, a packing curriculum development specialist to continue our podcast series on the upcoming changes to the MDS. Today's podcast will focus on MDS changes that address transfer of health information. Welcome, Jesse. Thanks, Amy. I'm happy to join you again. If I recall correctly, the transfer of health information MDS items were approved some time ago, but delayed due to the COVID-19 public health emergency. Can you provide a bit of history on these items? Yeah, Amy, and that's a great place to start. The transfer of health information items originated from the SNF Quality Reporting Program. Prior to the pandemic, two transfer of health information measures were finalized in the fiscal year 2020 SNF PPS rulemaking. Data collection was originally expected to start way back in October of 2020, but this update was delayed. Now, it was delayed for two reasons. The first concern was brought by Medicaid stakeholders due to CMS had also planned to retire Section G ADLs at the same time. And then they further delayed the implementation of all of the updates from the MDS 1.18.1 item set due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, CMS finalized the transfer of health information measures in the fiscal year 2023 rulemaking process to start data collection on discharge assessments starting October 1st, 2023 for the fiscal year 2025 SNF QRP program year. Thank you for that bit of history. How will the transfer of health information be collected on the MDS this October? The first thing to really recognize is that the transfer of health information is only collected at the time of Medicare Part A discharge. So it's only collected on the PPS Part A discharge assessment at the end of the Medicare stay. So this will be on PPS discharge assessments on or after October 1st, 2023. On the draft MDS item set, it states to complete these items only if A310H equals one, which is the assessment type that includes the PPS Part A discharge. However, on the MDS item sets, it's not called transfer of health. That is the SNF QRP measure names. The new MDS items ask about providing a reconciled medication list at the time of discharge to either the provider or the resident or caregiver, depending on the discharge situation. So we're going to have a few new items added to the MDS. The first will be A2121, provision of current reconciled medication list to the subsequent provider at discharge. This new MDS item will ask the question, At the time of discharge to another provider, did your facility provide the resident's current reconciled medication list to the subsequent provider? With a yes or no response, and then a follow-up question if there is a yes response, A2122, on the route of the transmission of this information. And here we're going to check all that apply. So this could include electronic health record, health information exchange, a verbal transfer of information, paper-based, or another method. 
Another item that you'll see on the MDS, depending on the discharge status, is 2123, provision of the current reconciled medication list to resident at discharge. Now, this is a very similar question, though it asks a little bit different because this is when the resident is discharging to the community and the next caregiver or resident would be the one receiving that information. So the question asks, at the time of discharge, did your facility provide the resident's current reconciled medication list to the resident, family, or caregiver? This also has that same yes or no response with a follow-up question for a yes response at A2124 and the identical follow-up questions regarding the route of how the information was transferred. That's very helpful information. How do you see the nurse assessment coordinator fitting into the medication reconciliation process? That is a great question, Amy. The nurse assessment coordinator will likely not be involved in the actual transfer of information process. The transfer of health information measures are process measures. So this measures whether or not the facility completes a process. The nurse assessment coordinator's role is to code whether or not that process occurred at the time of a Medicare Part A discharge. And if we take a closer look at that question of how it is actually asked on the MDS item set, it states, did your facility provide the resident's current reconciled medication list? It does not ask if the MDS assessor did, but if the facility did. The nurse assessment coordinator will need to be involved to help establish how this process will be documented to ensure that the documentation meets the requirement to be able to capture this process on the MDS. They will also most likely be one of the nurses who will identify when the documentation is missing or inadequate. So the nurse assessment coordinator may need to provide education with the discharging nurses and work with clinical leadership to ensure a strong facility process is established to prevent any missing documentation and ensure this process is in place. Thank you for that information, Jesse. How can nurse assessment coordinators and team members start preparing for this October? Well, we're still waiting on some of the information. So we do not yet have the updated REI user's manual, which will give us those full coding instructions. I think it's important to recognize that the reconciliation of medication for discharge is not a new requirement for just the MDS this October. We already have a regulation that requires the medication reconciliation. And all that we have that is new for this October is that whether or not that process is completed will be reflected on the MDS and then also into the SNF QRP transfer of health information measures. Now, what we have right now in that regulations is FTAG 661, which addresses the discharge summary. And this includes the reconciliation of medication prior to discharge. So the first thing I really wanna point out is the definition of reconciliation of medication per the guidance to surveyors in the State Operation Manual Appendix PP. And it states in Appendix PP that this is a process of comparing pre-discharge medications to post-discharge medications by creating an accurate list of both prescription and over-the-counter medications that includes drug name, dosage, frequency, route, and indication for use 
for the purpose of preventing unintended changes or omissions at transition points in care. So really, that's a great explanation of what the reconciliation of medication process is. And then the regulations go on to state what our requirements as a facility is at the time of discharge. So it states, for the reconciliation of medications prior to discharge, a facility's discharge medications may differ from what the resident was receiving while a resident the facility. Facility staff must compare the medications listed in the discharge summary to their medications the resident was taking while a resident in the nursing home. Any discrepancies or differences found during the reconciliation must be addressed and resolved, and the resolution must be documented in the discharge summary along with any rationale for changes. For example, a resident who is receiving rehabilitation services may have required antibiotic therapy postoperatively, but does not need to continue the antibiotic at home. The discontinuation of the medication should be documented in the discharge summary, the discharge instructions and accompanying prescriptions provided to the resident, and if applicable, the resident's representative must accurately reflect the reconciled medication list in the discharge summary. So a lot of information there about what's already required in the discharge summary in regard to the reconciliation of medication, but this just goes to show that the process is already a requirement. And now we have to have clear documentation in the medical record to show how this process was performed so it can be reflected on the PPS Part A discharge assessment to support the new transfer of health measures and the new MDS items coming this October. Thank you, Jesse. This information is great for helping our members prepare for this October. And there's more to come in our next episode in the series. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. For more resources and tools for nurse assessment coordinators, please visit our website at www.aapacn.org. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the LTC NACCHAT podcast.